0: Welcome to the first ever edition of the Justin McIsaac Podcast with Justin McIsaac. I'm your host, Justin McIsaac. The song is New Hampshire's Alright If You Like Fighting. The band is Scissor Fight, which if you're into rock and hardcore in New Hampshire, you might want to look them up. A lot of their songs are about Bigfoot, New Hampshire Things of that nature uh, Why a podcast Justin Is what you're saying There's already 5,000 podcasts And I don't have time To listen to them all So who the hell Do you think you are Putting out your own podcast Well I will tell you I'm a guy Who uh, was laid off From radio So I'm basically Doing a podcast So I remember How to interview people That's the long And the short of it Plus I know a bunch Of interesting people Who I feel have A lot of interesting Things to say and uh, I think I'm better Than a lot of people Podcasting What do you think About that You like them apples so uh, that's why uh, I will uh, hopefully every week, every Friday, I'll be bringing you this one. This will be separate from the uh, from the New Hampshire or the nhsportspage.com podcast. It'll be under the same umbrella. It's uh, If you're listening to this, you see the Justin McIsaac radio thing. Kind of all falls underneath that. Uh, they're differentiated just by you have to look at the title. So if you click on the wrong one, that's on you. That's a you thing. My first guest is, uh, in my opinion, the biggest radio star easily that uh, has ever come out of New Hampshire and uh, if you've ever lived in New Hampshire or even, you know, in the outskirts of New Hampshire, you know, in uh, southern Maine or even northern Massachusetts, you know one Greg Kretchmar of Greg in the Morning Buzz. Uh, kretchy has been working at WAGB, Clear Channel, iHeart Media, whatever the hell it's called now for forever since uh, 1984. And uh, we talk about a whole bunch of stuff in this podcast. He actually uh, he gets a little emotional at one point. Which, uh, as you can imagine, when we start talking about Andy Blacksmith, which is not my intention, and I wasn't actually going to bring up Andy, just because I know it's uh, such an emotional thing for Greg, but the conversation kind of wandered in that direction, so uh, he, he talks about that. And uh, whether or not he ever was going to leave WHEP, which should, I, I know people that are fans of Greg in the Morning Buzz have always kind of speculated. I wonder, wonder if he ever would have gone anywhere else. Well, he kind of talks about that and uh, reveals a little more than I think he ever has it's, uh, it's kind of a long conversation but it seems to go by quick it did for me when I was talking to him and uh, I hope you learned some stuff about Greg and I hope you enjoy it so here it is Greg Kretschmar on the first ever uh, Justin McIsaac podcast with Justin McIsaac my guest for the first Justin McIsaac podcast with Justin McIsaac is uh, my I call him my radio Yoda uh, he's uh, if you have ever listened to the radio in New Hampshire you, you know this man he was the 2011, I believe, New Hampshire broadcaster of the year, Greg Crutchmar of Greg in the Morning Buzz. Hello, <laughs> how yeah, are I'm you, Yoda.
1: I'm, I did My, Yoda my Radio boy. Yoda. Yeah, well, thank you, man. Good. What? I'm good. And I'm. Are you? Am I your guest? Are you my guest? You're at my house.
0: Well, I guess it's a. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, Yeah, we're on your deck. We're, we're, your pool is right over there. Yeah. You've already threatened to get into your skivvies and jump in.
1: I'll do it at any moment. <laughs> I'm, home. I'm a different animal, man. I'm a different animal. I know.
0: Not a lot. Not, not a lot of people get to see this side of Cretcy. Yeah, the I don't house. Invite,
1: I don't invite a lot of people. To, I know. You know. I don't. It's funny. I you
0: know. don't. I don't invite people to my house, but I don't. That's because there's four people I like. Yeah,
1: but yeah, I mean, you know, look. I mean, if you're social, if your your job is being social, yeah. which yours is, you know, not, you need to have a place to go where you don't have to be social. Yeah. When, so you can recharge and then be social yeah. again.
0: Yeah. When you go home, you don't want to. Sometimes you just want to. Turn off.
1: Dude, when I, I used to be, when I first, for a long time, I would come home like late in the morning or whatever or early in the afternoon and I put the news on. Yeah. And I would sit there and I would just watch the news and whatever's coming up. You know, you got to be plugged in, got to be right. plugged in. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> no? You look at what's on in the house. Nothing. nothing. There's nothing on in your house. Nothing. A little bit of Dave Matthews. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. You know, just because it, just chill out a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, but no. Nah. So, welcome, man.
0: Thank you. you now, the crutchmar the Estate your house is nicer than mine, but you've been radio longer, so I'm, that's, I'm gonna attribute it to you. That you've had a little bit more success than I have, just oh. just slightly. Yeah. That's, you know,
1: it didn't. It was. It took a long time to get, say, get I'm gonna, this place. I'm
0: gonna say we're playing long ball here. So no, yeah. I'm just so. <laughs> so you started at WHEB Yeah. For, for in 1984. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna make you feel terrible. I was in first grade then.
1: Yeah, I don't feel <laughs> terrible anymore. I don't. I, I don't. I don't even. Laura was two. Really? I was, you know, and and she works with me, and yep. you know, Laura was too. She said that today, and it doesn't even phase me anymore. I'm still, shit doesn't faze. I'm still at
0: the point where that fa- would phase me. Like, yeah. It, so that's. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to the spot where it wouldn't. You
1: can't change it. No, you can't. Change it's true. It. Yeah. 84. I got the job. Like uh, actually, I got the job at HEB two weeks yep. before I graduated.
0: For from UNH? Yeah. So and you knew you wanted to go into radio.
1: I knew I wanted to go into radio when I was about. Nine, yeah, actually,
0: yeah, I I remember you telling me you were in the uh, the A the master of the AV club at Summersworth High. I never said master. I've, I never well, used that word? I, I inferred.
1: Yeah. Th- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it was just a, it was you know for me back then when I was growing up like you think the '60s right early late '60s early '70s the radio wasn't what it is today. It was, oh yeah, it was all about music. It was all about um, you know. And every kind of music, and right. that's what I was really into. So that's why I wanted to do it, because I loved music. You turn on the radio, you'd hear the Beatles, you'd hear, uh, and then you'd go into, you know, something I don't know, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, into, you know, some other rock song. And it was every great song was on the radio. Right. But that's why I went into it. So
0: 1984 around here, who are the biggest? Who's the who's the the person you think of when you think of a, a DJ in like the the seacoast in New Hampshire?
1: Well, Bergeron. John Bergeron. Bergeron was, yep. you know, was on um, was on HEB nighttimes, and you know I've been lucky enough to become good friends with him, yeah. and he is every bit the mentor that someone would want to, him to be, you know. Um, but he was on. I grew up listening to him. I grew up listening to, as a kid, locally out of Somersworth, New Hampshire, uh, the guys that were on WTSN. They had this guy on, yeah. and his name was the Bear. The- <laughs> Dude, he was the bear, man. I, I never heard anybody talk about the bear oh, when I was bear. over there. I remember the bear, man. Hey, really? man. He called him YB. He was your bear on the on the radio, <laughs> and I was and I just listened to that dude, and uh, you know because it was just it was AM top forty radio, right? Yeah, they know? played music at TSN. But I mean, also by the time I got to college, I was also I had already you know jumped over to to, to rock and BCN and yeah. listened to you okay, know, Charles yeah. and and Ken Shelton. I love Ken Shelton and Mark Parento might have been the greatest afternoon jock of all time
0: and that's really know. bcn was really like the king of boston at that point as far as rock i mean it, it was probably the best rock station
1: in the country it, w- it was in in my opinion you know i mean i know that k rock and out in california would be was certainly be in there and there's a few others too but you know for me if you were growing up in new england yep. and liked rock and roll it was all bcn yeah i mean
0: even when i was you know when i was a i, I kind of caught at the tail end when i was uh getting into rock and stuff but yeah even still it was you know yeah. le- legendary it's the only station my father would put it on. Basically, yep. It'd be H E B or B or B C N. So. Yeah,
1: and, and H E B was a pop station, really. Back oh, really? Then, you know, and Tom did more of a, a kind of a talk show kind of thing. Okay. Um, you know, and he was always, uh, he was very entertaining. It just made you want to listen at night. Right. Which you know, which tough. was unusual. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so you get there. What's your first job? Were you the production director? Was that what you were doing? Or no, you're smiling. What What was your first gig at H E B?
1: My first gig was I was hired. Right out of college, Mm -hmm. to play the tapes with somebody else's voice on them for Mm -hmm. forty-five minutes a night. Okay, (laughs) Okay. that's true. Because, but it was that was what I was going to do every single day. But I also said I'll do anything else. Right. Yeah. And so that's what it became.
0: So, so whose voice are you playing for forty-five minutes a night? Is that just
1: Howie Leonard? Howie Leonard? And then, and it was an AM AM 750, which no longer exists. Right, and I played his voice in between songs. Oh, okay. You know? So,
0: so what we would call voice tracking now—that's yeah. what it
1: was then. Well, yeah, except it was on carts. Right. And Howie never knew that when you recorded onto a cart, you didn't you didn't leave the pot up for the cart because it would be echoey. You know, yeah. you'd have reverb. Right. And his voice, he just, just be reverb. he didn't care. This is Howie. Howie. This Howie. Howie. It Howie. was just like 750. Yeah, so there 50. I am, a college kid wanting to go on the radio, and I agreed to do anything at all, at all just to get my foot in the sure, door. Sure. Yeah. They didn't have internships. So right. that's how you did it.
0: So you 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 get to HGB, you're playing other people's voices at night. You started doing the morning show, and was it like a few years later? Right. It was.
1: Yeah, I did a bunch. I, I started doing, you know, uh, after I started doing, you know, weekends and then uh, late nights, ten to two. Yeah. Uh, I never did overnights. I did ten to two at night. Then I went off the air to be production director, and then I ended up in afternoons. Okay. Um, and then I think I went off the air again to do. To I was still the production director. Yep. And then eventually mornings, I think in late eighty seven. So, so was it something.
0: was it Courtney? Was that your first partner, Greg and Courtney? Courtney was my first. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: And that. Now that's that's when that's when a young Justin McIsaac became aware right. of Greg. Greg right. and Courtney. I'm
1: thinking. Yeah, I think yeah, she was first. And then there was a, a couple uh, a woman named Elise and another one uh, Lauren Erickson. And then I don't remember yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, Courtney was Courtney was the first. Okay. She's awesome. Yep, still in touch. Still in touch. I was going to say, still in touch. Oh yeah, where's she now? Uh, Connecticut. She's hosting a show down in Hartford. Wow. Yeah, she's doing great. Hasn't changed one bit. (laughs) (laughs) One bit.
0: That's good. Yeah. uh, I I like it when I, you know, lose not lose touch, but you know, don't see people for a while, and then you can you can start talking to them again, like the conversation ended five minutes ago. That's how she is. Exactly how she is. She's awesome. That's great. So, so it's the it's the late '80s. Radio is still king. Radio is still king for about the next. I'd say 10 to 12 years or so. But what, what's, I mean, obviously uh, the the digitalization of, of music and it, even the equipment you use. I mean, when you, you started, I'm sure they were still using uh, carts, oh, dude, turntables maybe in some yeah, cases. Turn tables,
1: real to real. Yeah, turntables, reel-to-reel. You know, everything.
0: I remember I my father used to do the news in the, in the afternoons at H-E-B's. I worked with your dad. That's right. Yeah. Jack Mack on the news attack. That's right. I think you gave him that, uh, or Doc gave him that
1: monitor, Right. But Doc yeah. had a nickname for everybody. That's right. yeah.
0: The Doctor of Rock, of course. So I remember walking in there just being a wall of carts. Yes, yeah. wall of carts. Yep. So obviously that's one aspect of how the business changed. But how, I mean, from, from 87, let's say, when you first came on in the mornings to yesterday when you went to work, how is the business i mean what's the greatest change you've seen in the business or the most impactful that's, that's i guess a, that's I a say.
1: real well that's that's a question that has so many levels it's both easier and and way more difficult at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because technology, I mean, gives you the ability to, I mean, dude, when I was recording, you would record a commercial and you'd go to make an edit and you'd have to bust out a razor blade yeah. and cut up tape. Yeah, and with you a know, pencil and, and yeah. mark the right spot. Yeah, yeah so. Uh, now I make commercials on my house for my stupid website, I, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. In like three minutes. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like now it's, it's, such, it's so much easier technically mm-hmm. to do what you need to do because of computers. It makes that part of the job easier. Preparing for it, mm-hmm. and battling the, um, well, battling everything, every other media source on the planet. Yeah, well, well, that's you, what's difficult. When you
0: start in the mornings, people listen to the radio, they watch TV, and they read the newspaper. And there was, you know, there was cable, but there wasn't right. five billion cable. So there, there were, there were limited options. So yeah. you, you know, you'd listen to Greg and Courtney in the morning. You'd watch, uh, you know, uh, Chet and Nat at night. Yeah. On uh, channel five, or whoever was man. on uh, yeah, you're right, <laughs> Whoever was on channel nine at the yeah. time, I can't remember. And uh, you know, you read the Fosters, you read the Boston Globe. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty much it as yeah. far as like information, entertainment. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'd splurge and get HBO.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, because you, you always did you didn't want to watch the scrambled uh late night. Which HBO. I did. Of course we did. Cinemax. I tip my t- t- television what. sideways just so I could get a little Cinemax oh, yeah. for five seconds. <laughs> dude, did you see that? Yeah, sometimes if you hit the set just <laughs> yeah, right, you'd right. see that's a movie. You adjust the rabbit ears. <laughs> oh, ah, yeah. oh, rabbit ears, dude, yeah. So yeah, no, that's you know, but it it's a tough it's it's such a your question is so big. That's it's yeah. it's really um I've got it's a big difficult question. because the the, com- the competition is much more, um, uh, much tougher because there's so many different platforms. Yeah. You they've already looked at the news and gotten the phone, gotten everything they need from their phone. Right. Before they turn you on off. You get the news anything.
0: taking a dump now on Twitter.
1: True. <laughs> True. If I could be crude. And 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 sometimes that's where it belongs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I tweet.
1: Yeah. You're, yeah. You're. you're you, you, yeah. I've sent you. I've sent you private messages before.
0: Yeah. Probably yeah. kept me out of more trouble than
1: I deserved <laughs> to have been out of. But that's it's I'm neither that, here nor just, there. Just a friend, just a friend, that's all. <laughs> but yeah, so that's it. And you know, it's uh it's gotten both more difficult and easy at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's easier, I'm not I'm not worrying about tapes and stuff. But everything's right. on computer, you can back up everything, you're not carrying around physical stuff, but um the level of competition and the level of what you need to put out is so much higher. It's no longer just a four hour show. Right at all. You can't really coast no like ever
0: because the second you do someone's going, "Well, I'm going to listen to this podcast that I didn't finish the other day." Uh, or yeah, and whatever. that's
1: that can happen in any given moment. I don't care how good you are, right. but I've never coasted. Because I'm deathly afraid. <laughs> that's, I'm not joking. I
0: think a lot of radio guys have that in common. Yeah. That, uh, especially, you know, I I have a lot of that in me. That's why I, I will prepare four hours for a two-hour high school football game. But I think a lot of radio guys are just, you know, they, and part of that's because the business makes you feel so expendable that you you need to be have an A plus game all the time.
1: Yeah. It's it's uh the competition is 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 really stiff. Not only in the industry, I mean, it is, but like I said, with all the different platforms that are competing for people's attention, I've always been that way. I've always been, you know that. I mean, you know, I've always been the guy that, I'm like you, I would rather prepare for three hours for a two-hour show so I can be ready because there's nothing worse, there's no amount of money that is worth it to be sitting there and looking at a clock and saying, I have 15 minutes to fill and I have have nothing.
0: No idea what to do. Exactly. Well, Not no, I've, I've seen you get there. You know, I mean, there was a brief time when they had people there twenty four seven. You were always the first one in the building, mm-hmm. and uh, you got like well, I think I think I said you get there like three forty five one day. I'm like, what are you doing here? You're yeah, like, time it, to make the donuts. Yeah, <laughs> because you
1: know what the the, the strange thing is is it, we've done doing it a long time, and uh, people have they they think they know it because they if they listen to it they think they have an idea of how it's done, and. You kind of make it sound. You want it to sound like it's natural, right? Which it is, but it's also not at the same time.
0: Yeah, that's which is hard to get through to people. Well, I think most people listening, driving around in the car, they say, "I could be on the radio. I can, I can BS. I can talk to people." Yeah. And but when yeah, I've I've been there when you're staring. You know, sometimes you do have nothing. Yeah. And you're staring at that clock, and you're going. Right. It's it's like being in quicksand and drowning at the same time.
1: And then you add on to it, you know, this is the little stuff that is, you know, look, I'm not saying it's the most difficult job in the world right. by it's, far. You're not
0: digging ditches. Right, exactly. But yeah.
1: But at the same time, you know, mentally, you know, to sit there and think, okay, you're thinking about something that people are going to connect with. To me, that's, what, that's all I think about mm-hmm. is, is it going to connect with someone? Is what I'm going to talk about something that either I did or thought or saw or whatever going to connect with somebody out there driving in their car? Right. And you're thinking, okay, how am I going to present it in a way that's going to make them want to get involved, or at least evoke a reaction from them? And as I'm thinking about all this stuff, I'm looking at the clock, going eight minutes. Yeah. Okay. And now I've got, <laughs> I know I've got to pre-promote the news with Kelly. I've got to be able to talk about, hey, tease the Red Sox. Don't forget about that promotion that we got to get people. So all of this stuff is going on, mm-hmm. and my my mind is mush by ten o'clock.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What? 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 Because I've worked in the mornings as well. Yeah. I, people don't. They understand you have to get up early and it's tiring, but they don't understand. I think that what a what a how mentally exhausting being live on the radio can be. Because yeah, yeah, you're just you're a puddle at the end of the show. And
1: And again, that's fully admitting (laughs) that you know it definitely there's way more tough jobs. Andy and I one day, Andy was kind of complaining about uh, about something, and uh, so we climbed up on the roof. (laughs) <laughs> at the radio station yeah we did well back then we, we played songs and you know it, it right. evolved into a talk show but we had like you know 10 or 15 minutes yeah. so we, we played songs and so we got a little bit of a break which so I don't get anymore but um we'll so stairway to heaven on, to yeah something on, like that yeah. we climbed up on the roof and we're sitting there and it's a summer day it's like August and uh Andy's just going man it's just it's so brutal blah 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 and I'm, I'm sitting there I'm like I looked up front to the, the little convenience store yeah. and I pointed out there there was a insulation truck yeah I'm like it's gonna be 90 degrees today. Yeah, that dude's got to go up in an attic.
0: Right. All this job day. doesn't yeah.
1: suck at yeah. all. And you know it was that great sort of moment where you kind of go, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Yeah. You know, because everybody kind of thinks that their job sucks at some point.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You that's, know, that's just the nature of it. Yeah. So how's that gotten different from when you started to now uh, connecting with people? Is it have people gotten different? Had the way you you have to connect with them gotten different? Has uh, I don't know people. People's attitude's gotten cruder. Do they expect something different out of you? Or what's, what's that been like?
1: We went, we went through a time when it, it has changed. And I think I kind of I, I lucked into it. I think I lucked into it at the right time. Because early on when I was trying to be someone else, like early on in your career, you're they try te- to find yourself. They, well, they try to tell you to like, you know, what they want you to be, how to be on the radio, and then, yep. and then you, you and you try, and basically you're pretending to be someone else.
0: Were you, doing, were you the guy doing the radio voice for a little while there?
1: Or um, like, hey,
0: fifty-five m- degrees. How you doing? Everybody? everybody. I
1: don't know what you're talking yeah. about. It's a beautiful day today. We'll you do you that that. Little hey, little. this coffee is good. You know. <laughs> You know. A little bit of that, yeah, uh, no, no? Not, not so much, okay. but you do. There is some of that because you, yeah. you got you got people yeah. early on. You got guys. They bring in these professional consultants who yeah. tell you this is how you should be, and blah blah blah. And you and you and you you're young, and you say, okay, yeah, I'm in. Sign me up. And so you kind of go that way. Mm-hmm. And then through time, you find that the only thing that you can do well is be you. And I kind of lucked into the, the, I think what I mean, I said lucked into it, I hit at the right time where that became much more acceptable. Like, like they they actually wanted me to call myself Kretsch Kretschmar. Kretsch, say that again? Yeah. Kretz Kretschmar? Kretsch Kretschmar. That's what they, the guy said, that should should be your name, or or Greg Holiday.
0: (laughs) Greg Holiday. And
1: I'm like, look, I'm a local guy. I'm a New Hampshire guy. I'm not pretending to be something I'm not. if I'm going to use Kretschmar, which is an ethnic name, yeah. a German name, I'm just going to be Greg Kretschmar. That's my name. Yeah. And um, so I lucked out in the sense that I came in at a time when it became more acceptable to just be you. What do you think changed? Was that, was that a Howard Stern thing that changed yet, or just
0: people grew out of the— for lack of a better term, uh, you know, big radio voice guys? Or what do you, what do you think changed
1: that? Yeah, I don't know if it was Stern or not. I mean, Stern affected the industry in a lot of ways, certainly. And I went through that period where, you know, there was a time when we were a lot bluer than yeah. we are now because sure. that was the expectation. And, you know, that's not something that I was ever really comfortable with because that's not me. Yeah, I mean, look, I can be blue. You know that. I mean, I,
0: I, I've seen once or twice. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but I mean, just a bit of, and it's funny because I'm a guy, and but as far as putting it out there, right. you know, when you know anybody could be listening—guys, men, women, children—you know, that's, it's, it, I don't know. For me, I found that I'd, I felt this thing in the pit of my stomach that maybe, maybe it wasn't right for me, and um, and, then everything, and then everything changed and it moved away from that, mm-hmm. and that and then that's where it sort of started to really take off. Where the more I could just be me, the me that I kind of want to be, mm-hmm. then it kind of worked out, you know. And that's the the that's one of the biggest things. I, I try to keep it relevant because I try to. Surra- I've surrounded myself with great people with different perspectives, mm-hmm. and that's key. It's like sitting around with your buddies. You don't want all your buddies who think the same thing as you. Yeah. So you you get people. You surround yourself with people that can bring different things to the table that you can't. Sure. And you just play off them. You know, and my kids have been awesome because I get things from them yeah. perspective and talking about things that we all go through. You're a dad. Mm-hmm. You know, we just got, before we started, we were talking about getting the kids off to school and what it's like to, to come home to an empty nest now. You yeah. know, that's the stuff that everybody can identify with. Sure. So,
0: and now, are you at the point where they no longer send consultants to crawl up your ass and tell you what to do? Or are you still getting a little of that? Cause you do work for, you know, it's a big corporation. Yeah, I
1: hire media. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I work for a big company yeah. and the big companies get hammered. They get a bad sure. reputation and I'm not lying when I tell you, and you know this, I've told you this, yeah. they leave me alone.
0: Yeah.
1: They, they, they leave me alone and they've actually been, they've been very supportive. I know some people, you know, don't like big companies, but mine has been great. Uh, and I'm not selling them. I don't have to sell them right. because I'm just being honest. They leave us alone and they let us do what we want to do. Well, I think part of that's because,
0: and this is my opinion, I know you'll disagree because you're far more modest than I think you, you should be. But I yeah. <laughs> – uh, that without you doing what you do, there's there, there's one third of the people working there. That would be you know you're yeah. as I've said to you before in private conversation. You keep the lights on over there, so yeah. I'm guessing that's why they kind of let you do your well, thing.
1: Well, I mean you know look, it's a business, <laughs> yeah. And if if we weren't performing, I'm sure that they would maybe approach it differently. But um, you know they they trust my judgment, and I just try to think about our relationship with the audience, and um, you know. Well, I mean, I, I don't, it's not magic. That's the one thing I've learned yeah. is that through all of it, you know, when the, in the beginning, I'm like, we got to come up with the next big thing. You don't. Mm-hmm. You don't. You just got to connect on a one-on-one. Tom Bergeron's big thing about radio, that's what he loves about radio the most, is the int- intimacy of it. Sure. And, and he's right because you can be, you can have an interpersonal relationship with someone you've never met. You don't get that from TV. Right. You don't. And, it's radio that does that,
0: and I still experience that now. I mean, I got—I I was laid off in December, so I've been on the radio, radio in, in nine months. My my unemployment pregnancy, I call it. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but, I'll, but I'll still hopefully you'll
1: like, burst soon. I'm it, hoping.
0: Uh, I've been pulling yeah, for you. My bank account I'll run out soon. <laughs> but uh, so I'll run into people that are like, "Hey, Mike it's almost time for pumpkin season." Because one of the things I railed about was how I hated pumpkin spice this and pumpkin yeah. spice that. And I, almost a year later, when yeah. people see it, they still remember. Like, yeah, they did like that. They they think. That you, do you get a lot of that where people come to you? They think you're they're your, they're your best friend.
1: I yeah. Well yeah. <laughs> Cause, and cause and they hang out with you every morning. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's a good compliment. It's a good problem to have. You know like right. And I'm, you know I'm not, I'm not I'm not saying it's yeah. I'm lucky to be I'm lucky to be you know in a place where uh, we've been there for a while. So people yeah do have that, and they remember things that I I I don't. Yeah. And it's. It, it's. I sometimes I'm like I have no idea what you're talking about, and I and it's nice though because people are people are really nice. Like when we go places, Valerie and I, or the, or the kids, people come up to Valerie. They're thrilled to meet Valerie because I <laughs> Cause, talk about her because she's a
0: character on the show. Kind yeah, of. I mean, yeah, I mean I talk about her about about and they
1: her. they feel like and she's great. She's great and uh, yeah, people do do that and it's it's very nice. It's very nice. Rarely is it ever an issue.
0: Do you think that was weird for your kids growing up being the kids of Cretchy because. Like, like I said, I mean you're you're kind of especially around in Summersworth where you you live and the seacoast pretty much all in New Hampshire. I mean you're the you're the radio guy. I mean you're the guy people think of when they think of the radio.
1: Was that you think that was weird for them or for your wife or? We we raised our kids. Um, we raised our kids we, when I explained it to them like this: it's a job. Dad's doing a job just like every other dad out there. Sure. And but you you might you might be faced with uh people who don't like it And right. they may say things you know what i mean and you just gotta let it go because it doesn't matter yeah. because it's just a job and that's it you know and you know they got attention at times whether whether they liked it or not <laughs> right you know what i mean and um they were they were very good about it but people are generally look it's people in new england people are pretty cool yeah you know it, rarely is it that you get a jerk you know what i mean um and when you do you you, you deal with it but They had a. There was a couple times when, you know, I had to remind them like, guys, it's just a public job. Right. It could be worse. If somebody is excited, you you got to remember they could not. They could be the opposite. Yeah. So be happy. (laughs) Yeah. And you know. It's kind of funny. Like whenever they'd say, "Oh, you know, oh, your dad, this guy, whatever," yeah. there's always that. Hey, uh, what happens when you get stopped by a cop? Yeah. <laughs> Do you hate it then? Right. Do yeah. you hate it then? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I'm just let me just ask that. Yeah, you know, right. not that they have issues with the police, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, they had to grow up. It's a public job, just like any other public job. If sure. you were in public office or you were, you know, representative in a company, it's the same. Yeah. It's no different. Just because people can hear it on the radio doesn't mean it's different. Sure. So. So you've
0: been – well, I mean, you're, you guys are syndicated throughout the, the state. But you're, the home base of operations has been WHEB. And I kind of feel like when I think of HEB, I think of you. I still think of that lineup when I was a kid. I think of you and Lori D. and yeah. Scott LaDowney and mm-hmm. Doc. I yeah. mean, that's, to me, that's 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 the HEB I always think of. Mm-hmm. Have you – I'm sure at some point you've probably been given offers to go other places. I mean, whether it's within New Hampshire or, or to move, you know, I don't know, to like Dubuque, Iowa or wherever – have you ever been tempted to to pack it up and say I'm going to try my hand in like a huge market here or or, 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 or or what's the what's the biggest offer you've turned down I guess?
1: Or the the, the biggest offer. Okay. I don't normally talk about this stuff. Well, that's You that, know, I I don't. That's, a, that's why it's a good question. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> I don't normally talk about. It. Yes, there have been opportunities to to uh, to leave. I have been approached um um Every place from Boston to San Diego to Philadelphia and washington d c really um you know with 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 some others um you know, but it, I've always kind of thought that uh the key to what I wanted to do mm-hmm. wasn't to be the biggest guy, it was to just serve an area and serve it well and New England's very very territorial, sure you know that yeah you know we we love our New Englanders God. and I always thought like just give me. Let me be a regional guy. You know what I mean. I don't. uh, Being national was, you know, never something that I was interested in. Or being in a major market or top ten market didn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. It mattered to me doing the best thing that I could do where I wanted to be. So you make a choice. Do you want to go up the ladder, go to a major market, and be the flavor of the week, maybe, Mm -hmm. or do you want to be where you love, be be where your family's at, and you know, and uh, try and carve out a, a niche that way. And that's what I chose, you know. And I've asked, you know. It you always think like, hmm, I wonder, mm-hmm. but I can't complain. I've never been unhappy here doing this. It would have been odd to hear uh,
0: Greg in the Morning Buzz coming out of Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Well, it wouldn't have been right. That's that's or, the thing. Or
0: Greg and what you know, yeah. Greg
1: and whatever. It wouldn't have been, and I didn't want to be that guy. I you know, I, I have an agent, and you know, you have to have an agent in the in the business, and. uh yeah i got an agent yeah (laughs) Yeah. well no because i asked you know because you ask it's like look this is not the norm i'm not the norm in the radio industry at all right i'm certainly the aberration in probably a lot of ways but you know i asked i'm like is it is this am i not smart yeah and he and he's this guy's got a lot of got a lot of clients and he said listen you live in an area that you live you live with your family you love your family you got a great you know and and I appreciate all that. I yeah. know that. That's why I made the choice right. I made. And he's like, "That's one of the smartest moves you could ever make because people choose things for the wrong reasons." Right. Were you ever teetering? How on a scale of one to ten, how close were you to taking something else somewhere? Boston was close. Yeah. Boston was close. You want you know.
0: to tell, tell me which station or no?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a good size station. It's good size. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It was a, it was a good size station, but you know the the question came down to. Um, who, who, you know, see, I've never talked about this. Uh, The question came down to, uh, my team. Yeah. And, uh, that was, uh, something that, you know, they weren't looking for. And I said, I'm all set because I felt a loyalty to the guys on the show and I wasn't going to do that, you know, without them. So, Sure. That's the choice I made, and they were very, ni- that, really nice. I mean, really nice and respectful about it because apparently, if what I understand, they don't hear that a lot. <laughs> they don't, they don't, they don't hear somebody declining for those right. kind of reasons.
0: Listen, if somebody called me, somebody texted me right now and said, uh, you, "You need to do an audition in Boston," I would just leave my computer here. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, finish the I, I get that. <laughs> That's, and I get and that. No, no, no. And I'm not. And I'm not, I'm not saying you did the wrong thing. I'm just, yeah. But you, just to your point, that most people wouldn't uh, have had the. Uh, the wherewithal or you know the self-awareness to say I got it good
1: you got You know got I mean? well you gotta know I've always been think, uh, under the, the I've always operated under the the thing of like look and Andy and I used to go back and forth about this all the time sure. uh, you know there's always gonna be a lot of stuff that you that you look over there and think you want but you gotta re- recognize the ground you're standing on mm-hmm. you know and I know way too many friends and so do you <laughs> who thought the grass was greener on the other side of the fence and they get there and it's not yep. you know um And I chose—and I think that's the reason that I'm happy doing it is because I chose my family and my my friends, you know, as opposed to being, you know, in a a top-ten market or something like that. I don't know. So—
0: and I, and I don't know what it, what it's like for you as far as, like, guys bugging you about ratings and stuff. But if you go to Boston or Philadelphia or wherever, right. you know, you got there's a PD every every break probably in there saying, oh, your quarter hour was down yeah. last week. You need to get you know, some. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's very true. It's like, that's,
1: when I say the flavor of the week, that's, that's kind of what I mean. Right. You know, because you'll go there and you'll be there for two years. Do I want to trade off two years for 30? Right. You know, and, <laughs> and I don't. I just don't. And I don't want to live like that, like you said, because you're very right, right as you know.
0: I got but, a feeling you would have been okay in Boston especially. Yeah. But I mean but yeah, if I, I mean yeah, take some advice from me, kid. You made the right call.
1: <laughs> I will say that, you know, you know we're based in Portsmouth. Yep. And we're top ten in Boston with adults in mornings. Yeah. So
0: signal gets down there. That's I mean, I mean it, look, I'm not can,
1: that's all it's all bonus to me. I don't I don't really think a whole lot about the ratings. I'm not BSing. That's absolute true yeah. I don't think a lot about it because you try you go in every day they do the best you can every day I'm not doing better I'm not trying harder because the ratings are going on right it's a, it's an everyday kind of thing my general manager once told me you know you're not competitive I'm like I'm competitive every day every day yeah because I don't get wound up about it right it doesn't mean I'm not competitive sure. you know so 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 80, you did this. You started the morning
0: show at eighty seven. It is now, by my calculations, twenty sixteen. You've been on. You've been getting up at three a.m. for twenty nine years. And I, I remember asking you once when I was in the middle of like year two, again up at DSN. I'm like, hey, when does it start to get easier? You go, it doesn't. Yeah. So, so how long?
1: How long are you going to keep this up? I think I'm going to. Probably call it a day on Thursday. Okay, I'm thinking probably a couple more days, and I might oh, I catch send it my resume. resume to Joe Graham. Hold on a second here. Uh, no, you know what? I, I don't know. I I will be honest it, with cause you because
0: it seems like you could go on forever. I, I mean. don't know.
1: I, I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think so. I've never thought that. I you you can ask. You know, my best friend is Chris Garrett, the Doctor of Rock. Mm-hmm. We have a running joke where every time the ratings come out, we just go, "Hey, man, we got a job for six more months." <laughs> That's always been right. the the approach. It's always been. You can never trust. I've all. You can never trust anybody that employs you to keep you employed. Like right. I've never. I don't care the company. I love the company. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like they're going to make a business decision first. Well, right. So I know a guy that won like awards in
0: consecutive years and was beloved by people in the seacoast and yeah. got laid off. I mean yeah. I'm not going to name names, but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it happens in a heartbeat.
1: Yes, it happens. And so I always kind of assume that you know uh, that that can happen. I never take it for granted. Yeah. But. If you'd have asked me four years ago, maybe five years ago, how much longer could I go, I might have said two years. Really? Yeah, maybe even one.
0: Are you just gonna one day wake up and say, you know what? I'm Kind of tired of going in, into work at four in the morning. Do you think it's gonna happen, or do you think you'll know like a little bit ahead of time? I hope I know because I can I can see you. You're you're the type of dude. It's not a lot of people like get to know you, and I, I and I'm not even like one of your. I consider you a friend, mm-hmm. but I know I'm like I'm not in your inner circle. You know what I mean? But you strike me as the type of dude that could just wake up one day and be like, "Yeah, I'm all
1: set." Well, you know, it's not it's not like that. Five years ago, yeah, I was getting to that point, yeah. And then you just kind of, um, then it, you I don't know how you, it's like you turn a corner, you know. And then you know we went through losing Andy, which was. Something that changed everybody, you did, know, because... Did that,
0: did that make you think about get, hanging it up, or...? No,
1: it didn't. No? Andy would kill me. <laughs> he would kill me. That's, that's true, yeah, but I he, know how close you guys yeah, were. He, and he, how... he, he would kill me, and and the thing that uh, changes your perspective is going through something like that. You know, um, on a personal level, that's one thing. It's usually such a private thing, but it was public, it, and that was weird for
0: and, us. And with Andy, because and Andy... Cause I, Andy when I was uh, – nobody just doing voice tracking overnights came in and said, hey, man, you're going to be all right. You're doing good. And yeah. I, that always stuck with me. And I, you know
1: I, I – We've I, always been a fan of yours. Yeah. I mean, you know I've been a fan of yours forever. <laughs> I
0: have. I, and, I, and I appreciate that.
1: And, you know? Um, uh,
0: but, uh, but no, it's uh, – where was I going with that? Um, no, I mean, I, I know how much that – you know, that that's uh, – here's where I was going – it was a long time that that was happening because when I was still working for it was called Clear Channel. Then Andy was was not doing what well, you know well. Yeah, and it just it was. If I know for him and his family, and for you know you, I consider you part of his family. Cause we hit it for it. so long. You hit it, yeah. you had to deal with it every day yeah. going in there. I mean, there were was, days
1: there were days when he sat across from me about four feet from me, as you know. Yeah, and he would be sleeping or just struggling to breathe. Right, and so we would do the show. Like, nothing was wrong mm-hmm. because I couldn't send him home because right. it, the only place he wanted to be right. was in that chair. So you do it for a friend. That's what you do. And so we hit it. People didn't know how bad it was, which right. I think may have been why it was such a shock when it did, even though he hadn't been on the air with us for four months or five months. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, was, it was two or three years he was not well. Yeah, he was not well Well, five it, it was five, long? but it got worse in the last two, three, and then two, and then the last okay. year was, was very difficult. Um, but we went through that, and then we came out, you know, we just kind of hung on to each other. Yeah. And it's very unusual to have to experience something that is intensely private in the public eye because you don't want to walk out of a funeral home when you just lost one of your buddies and you get a microphone stuck in your face. Right. That's the, it's weird. It's not yeah. normal and it was it was a it was it was a learning experience, but it was also i have to say it was a beautiful experience on on the other hand because the people that that reached out and the 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 when i I'm all said and done, let's say I quit tomorrow sure the one thing i'm gonna remember the most it will be the first the day we went back to do the show uh after he andy passed away mm-hmm. uh I sat there it was seven o'clock. We were going to go on the air. We were there at four. We sat there for three hours and just talked and kind of had coffee and relaxed and kind of, cause we knew it was a scary thing to yeah. go on. How, how do you do it? Yeah. Because it, 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 affected so many people. You want to honor that. You want to do right by right. Andy, whose real name is Steven and his family. Mm-hmm. That was our, that's all we cared about was doing right by them. Yep. So we go in and I'm sitting there, we're getting ready, and it's like 10 minutes, and we're sitting there. Okay, we're ready. We're good. We're in a good spot. We had been with the family the night before. There was a wake, and we had talked to all the friends, and we had hung out, and we felt good because we, you know, doing the right thing for, for Andy. And uh, so I decided I'm going to play uh, "Fly to the Angels. Mm-hmm. I, I got in the car that morning to go to work, and I didn't know what I was going to start with. I had no idea what was the first thing I was going to say or what I was going to play, and it came on my iPod. Mm-hmm. Just started playing when I pulled out of the driveway, and that was my answer. Yep, so we start off, and I, I go to say one word, and I can't, I think I said, Well, yeah, and I started to cry. Yeah, so as I'm sitting there in the moments just before I crack the microphone to talk, I'm looking, and the emails and the texts are flying in, yeah, and they're all saying the same thing literally, the same thing. Yep. They're all saying, We're right there with you, Crutchy.
0: Oh man, that's yeah.
1: I don't – there's nothing in a career that's going to be able to top that. Yeah. You know?
0: I can't imagine being in that spot, your spot, you know, having to – you're dealing with your own grief and at the same time being uh, an entire state's grief counselor. Like, I can't – like, I I was on the air that day, and we talked about Andy because Elizabeth was working.
1: Right. You know, and she was – Yeah, Eli. Love Eli.
0: And she was was close to Andy too, so –
1: we <laughs> every woman that ever worked
0: with me Every woman got him. closed in, whether you wanted to or not. <laughs> but you know though, it, it and we talked about it for a good fifteen minutes on yeah. WTSN. Yeah. And uh so I can't imagine you know, it was tough for me. Yeah. And so I can I, I you know, my heart went out to you that day.
1: It's it's it was difficult but it's also kinda of what I think saved us, is the sense that, you know, we're not one of those you know, talking about being competitive, we we try to get along with everybody because we're all just trying to feed our families, right? right? Yeah. So we were friends. We're friends with everybody. You, Mike, everybody. You know, Eli, other stations and stuff. But yeah. uh, to, to to sit there in a, as a in a broadcasting position, to sit there and have that many people, um, kind of put their arm around you. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. I went to talk and I saw that, and I just felt like it sounds weird to say, but I felt like the arm. I felt like arms going around me. You know yeah it gets to you still yeah. does when I I talk about it obviously yeah, yeah 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 but it was a beautiful moment right it was beautiful and that's the one thing that kind of reinvigorates you and say wow how lucky we to have this kind of connection you know exactly so that's yeah that's that's one of the things that gets you up in the morning yeah alright
0: so uh, that was a little uh, little heavy there. I'm gonna lighten it up just a smidge. Here.
1: I love fart jokes and dick jokes too. I do, who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't? Fart and dick fart jokes. Who and, <laughs> <laughs> fart, no, but you know what though? It, 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 is. it is heavy, but it's also kind of what's so cool about it. Yeah. The one thing that keeps you going, like you were asking about, like, am I gonna? That's the one. Like, wow, how do you give that up? Sure. You know? It is. Yeah. It is. It is addictive. Yeah. So yeah, what are you gonna say? What are you gonna lighten it up with?
0: I was gonna say. The hell was I gonna say? Great.
1: Uh- <laughs> the girl on the war game uh, commercials, the video game with the big boobs. Were you gonna talk about the her? What's her name? The girl that with the blonde girl in that commercial, the game. Or the one of that
0: war. Da- da- uh, Justin Verne. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I don't know who
1: that is, but that would lighten the mood a lot. That was yeah. yeah.
0: Can you get her over here? You, yeah.
1: you get a lot of pull. <laughs> She's coming
0: over at four. All right. Don't tell. I won't tell Val. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder the pool's all clean up. Look at you. Yeah. No. Get it all done. All right. So you've interviewed President Obama. Mm. You've been to Larry the Cable Guy's house. Mm. I don't know a lot of people that have that kind of, yeah. uh, that, 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 if not width is a range. Yeah. I don't know a lot of people yeah. that kind of range. Other than that, I would say the president of the United States. who's That, that, that would automatically be my favorite interview, no matter who the president was. Even the president, I hate it. You yeah, I got the death threats for that.
1: You did? Yep. Yeah. You got death threats for interviewing the president. President of the United States, wanted to come on the show. I said yes. We went in. Oh, you said yes. You didn't say no. We're going to bump yeah, you for who's a going to say no. You know, <laughs> it's so weird. It was like we, we aired the interview uh, with President Obama, and, you know, it's cool. You got a guy coming on. He's in Air Force One. He says the next voice you hear is going to be the president. Yeah. I don't care who you are or what your political leaning is. Yeah. You're going to go, holy crap. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. So, you know, we talked to him, and— and, yeah, I, I started getting it from all over the United States. Like, it that's, made websites, and I got death threats from Florida. That's insanity. You know, it's like the stupidest thing. It's like you don't have to like him. He's the yes. president. I would have grabbed an interview with George Bush in a heartbeat and been right. absolutely thrilled to do it. Exactly, yeah. You know, I mean, that's, give me a break with this whole yeah, that's, like, political that's, attitude. That's
0: banana land. Yeah. Although I will say it was, uh, because, of course, I listened to the interview, it was uh, interesting to hear the president say, well, thank you for the question. Road kill. Yeah, right. They always get stuck <laughs> on that.
1: Yeah, So yeah. other
0: than the president of the United States, favorite person to interview? Ah,
1: that's, a tough, that's a tough one. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a huge Sinatra fan. Anything that gets you close to Frank Sinatra, to me, I could sit there. I've, Don Rickles has come on with us a couple of times, oh, geez, and yeah. that's amazing to me. Um we were talking the other day about Dick Van Dyke, Yeah, you know, and I love that old stuff that, you know, I grew up with and, you know, my, my wife is a huge Dick Van Dyke fan, but that was awesome. One of my favorite interviews was with a guy named Eric Weinrammer, who was a blind climber who climbed Mount Everest. Okay, yeah. And good, yeah. Um, I think we talked to him for like 25 minutes. Uh, we've talked to everybody from Survivors of the Titanic um, to... You know, every comedian and rock musician from Ozzy to Metallica to Aerosmith. Uh, Brad Delp was always a friend, uh, a great friend that I I was lucky enough to get to know. So things like that. But then again, every once in a while you come off, like we had Henry Winkler on today. (laughs) But the thing about Henry Winkler is he is as nice a guy. He's like the nicest guy on the planet. Sure. You know, and um, so it goes from stuff like that to, you know. Average, everyday people, you know, that do cool things. Right. So.
0: Guess you interviewed that afterwards you said, the because everybody gets studs, that you said, I'm going to light myself on fire before I talk to this person again. Jeff Dunham. <laughs> Jeff Dunham? Are you being serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. I can tell by your face.
1: It's not him. He's very nice. He's, <laughs> he's a very nice guy. But you got to understand, you're on the radio and you're interviewing a guy Was who, he doing then, the puppet voice? who then says, oh Talk to my puppet, shitting me. And, and I'm like, I'm not shitting you. And I sat there and I'm like, going, Am I interviewing a puppet on the radio? And I, and 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 nothing against Jeff, people love him, and he's not a jerk. He's not. I'm not trying to say right. he no, was no, no, a jerk because no, no. I will tell you who the jerks were. But he was really nice. But I just sat there going, I, d- I don't like puppets. I hate puppets. I freaking t- you don't like puppets and clowns and, and clowns and magicians. All right, don't like you're, magicians. you're smarter than me. Ooh, you tricked me. I can't see where you hid the ball. Ooh. I don't want to pay 50 bucks to go see a guy and and then I'm dumb because I can't (laughs) figure out the trick. So, you know, I don't like clowns. I don't like puppets. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, and, but that was the that was. I said it. I'm but like, this, I can almost like I can almost see if he was in the
0: studio and he brought out the puppet, which is still which probably which
1: would be different. There'd it, be a. But it would still be on the phone. Kind of stupid because yeah.
0: it's the radio, but on the yeah. phone. Yeah. Jeff, and, and again, Christ. not
1: knocking him. He's not a bad dude. Because the bad dudes that I that I didn't get along with, mm-hmm. Dizzy Reed from Guns and Roses oh, was yeah. an asshole. Yeah. He was. He was he was so high. Yep. He dropped a couple f-bombs. Oh, that's he was complaining watch. about everything and it was just that he walked out of our studio. This is true story. Oh, he's in studio. He was in studio. He yep. walked out of our she was making all kinds of demands and I'm like going, "Dude, you're dizzy, Reed. You're yep. playing the Portsmouth traffic circle at a hotel, at a little motel place. <laughs> let's get it, it let's get it under control." Yeah. And uh he walked out of the building and walked straight to the to the grass. Boom. Face Passed first. Out. <laughs> I left him there. True story. True so story. Leave him left left him there. I'm like, I don't care what. I don't care if he's dead. I'm sorry. I I don't. That guy's is an soul, and <laughs> I, don't, I don't, care don't care if he's, he's dead. dead. I didn't. I didn't. He was so He was such a jerk, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> just put the
0: microphone down.
1: I didn't care. I just. I'm like, I'm sorry. And Roki was right there with me, you yeah. know, because it was like, I'm not going out there. I don't care. It's his problem, you know. The worst.
0: <laughs> okay. I will I will wrap it up with this because we've actually I've been, been here taking up more of your time than I intended to
1: can you explain to people because I try to explain to people you're so easy to talk to I am <laughs> I have so people e- don't know that about you you're snarky you're like my snarkiest friend am I? yeah you're very good at it you have some snarky friends yeah but you're very good at it you're an accomplished snarkist well I I, I work out hard at it I practice that it. could be your website the accomplished snarkist the
0: accomplished snarkist wasn't that a police
1: album? <laughs> I don't know you sound like it <laughs> yeah that's pretty good
0: what was it? <laughs> I try to explain to people that Kelly Brown is one of the uh,
1: funniest men on the planet.
0: Yes. Yes. And people, so, some people get it. Yeah. Some people don't. Yeah. Can you, like, briefly, I guess, because we, we, I have taken up a lot of your time, explain what he brings to your show. Because I don't think even sometimes, sometimes I don't think even the people, maybe not right now, but in the past, I don't think people you've worked for have understood, like, completely what he brings to your show.
1: Oh, I, you know how much I love him. Yes, and he's awesome, and the thing that Kelly Brown brings to the show is uh, an absolute dry humor yeah. that you have to pay attention to get. <laughs> yeah, it's not—he's not, not going to hit you over the head with it. Kelly Brown years ago did a story well, before it became the hot button that it is today. Okay, on uh, when Alzheimer's first started to, you know, become known, and and before we knew a lot about it, and we took it as seriously as we do now, you know. Sure. So he read a story about how Alzheimer's affects people and they forget things. And he he he, he finished the story and he read the next story, which was the same story the second time he read it the alzheimer's story again right, with the same kelly brown news voice no laughing yeah no nothing yeah. and they just kept on going <laughs> and it was just kind of like you did a double take now obviously today knowing what we know yeah, that's... you got to be more sensitive to it rightfully so but kelly's that guy kelly is yeah. he's, he loves puns and he says things that are absolutely ludicrous with an absolute straight face I the
0: the story I try to tell people was I was I was like learning how to produce your show because when you guys go to NASCAR when I was there I would produce the show yeah so and uh, in between breaks uh, you were telling. The gang, uh, that you you delivered a speech at a school for like troubled youth or something uh, something yeah, of that nature, yep. and you're like, listen, don't no jokes about it, blah blah blah. He, and so Kelly Brown, go, oh, so it's school for kids that you, you know like losers or something like that. You're like, no, 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 you're dead yeah, serious, yeah, right. yeah. And he was he was yanking your chain and even it went, it even went over your head. You're like, no, 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 no. And, you know they they have problems, they got issues, issues at home, blah blah. Yeah, blah right. Everybody's got an excuse. Like.
1: Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs>
0: that was on the that's, floor.
1: But that's what he does. And, you know, if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. Yeah. So the people, if, if there are people that don't get it, and people, the thing about taking Kelly out now when we go out and do appearances, yeah. they go crazy. Right. And it's hilarious to see him because he's not used Wait, to it. You get him to go out now? Yeah. Because that was that oh, no yeah. always the case. Oh, dude, the luau on the lake, oh, my God. People are all over him. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's awesome, you know so but that's that's what he brings and that's what's cool about having so many different people Laura brings one thing to the show yeah. Roadkill brings another thing okay. and uh, Kelly and Kayla and we're all very very tight because of the history and because you trust each other and that's the one thing in radio that you can't you can't do it I don't think well without absolutely trusting the partner. You and I work together, you know I'm not going to sell you out. Mm-hmm. I may we may go we may go at you have fun with you, but I got your back. I'm never going to do anything to royally screw you. Sure. You know what I mean? And that you have to know that about the person sitting across from you. So All right? Yeah. Well, Greg Kretchmar, the, mm. the Godfather of Justin New Hampshire McIsaac, Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, hi, you know, everybody.
0: No, thank you for inviting me to your home. You're welcome. And uh, I look forward to seeing you jump in the pool, seeing your bare ass. It's mm-hmm. going to be stunning.
1: I don't and, go bare ass. Somebody will call Greenpeace. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll negotiate about that. <laughs> There's a that. whale in the Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody call Greenpeace. Thank you for letting me take You're up welcome, your time. Man. Thank I, you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All
0: right, there you have it, Greg Kretchmar, Kretchy from Greg in the Morning Buzz. I don't think he's ever done an interview that long. It was like 48 minutes. So thanks for sticking with that. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm, I'm a friend of Cretchy's. I've, I've known him for a number of years now. And uh, he's he's been very helpful to me and a lot of people in the business. So uh, I hope you uh, learned some things you, know, you didn't know about Greg before that and uh, thought it was entertaining. If you liked what you heard, uh, give us a, a subscription on iTunes. That's free. And I'll leave a rating. Leave a good rating, too. Don't leave a, a shitty rating. Leave a good rating. And uh, that'll help the podcast get more exposure, and we'll make sure we can uh, do more of these. Uh, as I said, every Friday be coming out, and hopefully next week's guest will be uh, just as big, if not bigger, than uh, Greg Crutchmore. So you have to stay tuned for that. But uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week.